There's Abba to start us off on this uh, Thursday, Friday's Eve, Thursday 11th of February. Morning to you folks. Thank you so much for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Thanks for letting us hang out with you on your Thursday. How's your Thursday head looking? All right, yeah, not so bad. Yeah, we're here and alive and all and everything. Uh, well, that's as good as, uh, as, good as say, can be expected. Although I can't help. I can't help it. Falling in love with you. Well, obviously, <laughs> but that's not what I was going to reveal so hard today. Uh, you know the, the, the dread, the ever-looming dread of getting from the shower into your trousers is the most <clears throat> torturous moment of anybody's life at the moment, I think, is it? Right, from the shower into your trousers. Oh, my God. So the process that in dry, it involves drying and uh, it's, it's standing torturous. and stuff. It's so cold doing it. Getting out of the shower. More so and even it, than bed to shower. Oh, much I suppose because at least you're looking for at least you're looking forward to hot water. Oh yeah, you're, you're not. You do covered. have hot water, don't you? Yes, yeah, That's yeah. Good. You're just not covered, and when you're going that way, you're not covered in cooling water that you wish you didn't use anyway. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh jeepers! But getting from shower to clothes or shower yeah. to trousers. Have you considered oh, bringing God. your trousers a bit closer? They're fairly close. <laughs> if they're any closer, I'd be just wearing them in the shower. To be honest. Oh, it's a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, like. I think about it. What you need is you need one of those um, drying sort of machine things that you stand in, like a like you'd put a car through. You need to be able them. to step out of the shower into one of those full blast hot air blowers. Oh my god! You know I'd what you should do? Them. Just get yourself a load of leaf blowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like having a load of giant air dryers. But then I'd have to hire a fa- hire fellas to run around me with them, and that's got to cost. No, no, you could set them up on a little rack. Actually, you know something? Today, right? Today is World Inventions Day or World Inventors Day or something. This is there. Well, brilliant. Yeah, that could be your first one. Might be a load of leaf blowers on a giant rack that you just stand in front of. Some sort of portable miniature leaf blower. Don't they they have those things in them? Don't they have those things in in holiday resorts? Remember back in the old days when people went on holidays? You could have holiday. There was places where you could step out of a pool or whatever and you could walk into a. This machine... Actually, no, what no, am I talking not. about? What am I talking about? It's not foreign. It's here in Ireland. We did it down in Tato Park. No, we didn't. We did. Remember when you got off the water rides, you could walk into this, like, little room thing, and it, 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 there was, it was like a hot air blower thing. You could stand in and dry yourself off. We did that in Tato Park. I have no memory of it. Oh, my God. How could you forget that? I don't it's a know. wonderful invention. Considering I've been wondering why someone hasn't invented it for the last week... <laughs> I'm baffled that I've actually That's been it. one. So basically all you need to do is just start taking your showers in Tato Park. This is going to be tough, <laughs> but I'll, I'll make it work. Don't feel like dancing from the Scissor Sisters here at Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Just had a brilliant Father Ted uh, WhatsApp in from Tommy. Oh, do you? Yeah. Listening to me telling you, trying to help you to remember the drying machine in Tato Park. Yeah. Let me see text in. Do you not remember, PJ? You were wearing your blue jumper. <laughs> Thing is, that might help. If I could, if you could remember what I was wearing on the day, it might help. It might help. Right. Anyway, we'll come back to that uh, in a minute. But uh, meantime, let's do the birthdays today. Let's see how we can on selection of birthdays for you today. Six in total to try your hand at. Starting very good, very good. with the lovely headed Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer Aniston. She's a legend now, isn't she? What a, she's the one. She's the one that came out of Friends. Uh, with her head held like as the most successful, definitely. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, like by a country mile, she yeah. came out of it. David Schwimmer did okay. He did all right, but yeah. the thing about him is you can't take him seriously. No. Like, uh, you will look at Jennifer Aniston, no matter what role she's in, you, you buy into it, you're like, oh, this is what she's doing now. Yeah. And you think, oh, God, like you see her in the morning show, for instance, if you've seen the morning show, she's fantastic in it. 
Uh, and you never think Yeah, Mike was recommending that the other day, oh, the morning show. That's that Apple TV, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. But you never think of Friends. You never think of it. Yeah, Where that's true. And her movie career, in fairness, she's had a few half-decent movies. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And then every time David Schwimmer turns up in anything... Yeah, like even when he was the lawyer that time, you're like, don't trust him. Yeah, you just Don't wait. put your life in his hands. You're waiting for him to stand up the court with OJ and go, we were on a break! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Fair point. And, and like Joey going on Top Gear and all. Well, that's, yeah. That was, that's the most peculiar and jo- and I mean, to be honest with you, Joey is kind of like the modern day equivalent of of your slag of De Niro and Pacino and everybody is that he ultimately plays the same type same of bloke type and everything. Same all the time. Like off. even in that, which is quite a good show, you know that show where he's like, um, it's like a show about a show. It's he, a great, it's, it's brilliant and he plays uh, himself in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah all and, that. Like, and, But it is kind of like... That's kind of his range. It's kind of his range, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. Very much so. Right, so uh, Jennifer Aniston, one one time part of um, Brennifer. What was, what was it when she was with Brad, Brad Pitt? Bra- Brennifer, was it? Was it? Or I was going to say Bradifer, but that doesn't make any That sounds like something you use. <laughs> that sounds like pickles. Of, it's either, yeah, or a type of cushion or something. Right, Jennifer Aniston is? Uh, she's... 53. Oh, not bad. 52. Oh, okay. Not bad at all. Right. What about Sheryl Crow? Mm. Uh, Play a few Sheryl Crow hits here. Black Velvet, no. Is that her, no? No. Who's that then? That's that's, um, Alana Miles. Jeez, I swore I would have told you. No, Sheryl Crow is, you know, that all I want to do is have some fun. You know that one? That's the same woman. No, it's not. Black Velvet in the little boy's smile. Black Velvet is Alana Miles. Well, who wrote them? I but, don't know. What difference does that make? So whoever did says it must be sung like this. It sounds exactly the same voice. <sighs> it sounds exactly the same voice. Cheryl Crow. Well, I've no, I've no the, other, I've no other way of describing Cheryl Crow. Who's the one that sings that? I like to peel, peel bud beard things off the bottles in the morning. That's Cheryl Crow. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. You see, there's a picture. In fact, a- that's from that song. All I want to do that is I just it? sang to you a moment ago. You're yeah. Joking me. No. Jabers, and we were talking about Joey's range. <laughs> uh, I gotta say that very harsh. I don't know if I'm looking at a lot of miles or, Je- or um, Gemma Crow or whatever her name is in my head. Now. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Uh, I say I. 56. Not bad now, fairness. 59. Really? Hey, good 59. On Happy birthday, Alanis. What about this? She had her moment in the sun, albeit I don't think it went well by most people's kind of assessment. Sarah Palin. Oh, gee. Celebrating her birthday today. She was great crack. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was, was great crack. That was She's funny. the reason McCain didn't become president as well to a large degree. Yeah, and he had to go back to his chimp you know, and chip it, empire and everything. All of that and why uh, Obama had such an easy run and all of that, probably. She was a huge part in all of that. It was funny, wasn't it? You know, like, because she was so mental like she thought the queen ran England remember all that one yeah and then she said she could see Russia from her house in Alaska and that's why she said yeah but she was saying that because that was her qualification for foreign affairs yeah yeah is that she could see Russia I can see Russia from my house <laughs> Doug, so that qualifies you yeah. to handle foreign affairs and you're like going, you can't see it you absolute lunatic she didn't even know how big Alaska was. I mean, the uh, the American shows had a field day. Saturday Night Live and everything, like, yeah. when she was on the go. There was a great movie made, but it was a straight-to-TV movie I happened to see one night about her 
right. why she was selected by the McCain camp to be the front runner because she was a family woman and yeah, yeah. she ticked all the boxes but they didn't know she was a half-wit until it was too late. <laughs> like they were right into the middle of the campaign and then they went this woman's a half-wit. Like she's saying mad What are we going to do? Say nothing. Just keep, keep, keep going. Yeah and then she started doing all the holes. She had some mad Bible theories then and everything as well didn't she? You know, I can't remember, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of them are the same. You know, real Christians are very quiet people that just say, yeah, go, you do what you do and yeah. say happy. And then you get the whole, no! Hit you over the head with a Bible, job. Yeah. yeah. COVID was called by a gay man <laughs> who liked orange juice after in his lunch. You're like, oh God, you're out. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. This has uh, gone horribly wrong. This has gone awfully wrong. Uh, so I got to say, Sarah Palin, maybe, oh, that was a while ago. Like, she could be in her 60s. Uh, I doubt it. No, she was young. 58. Not bad. 57. Oh, okay. 57. Pretty darn close, like close, you'd have today. to say. Yeah, you're not far off the mark. Now, this might this might put a spanner in the works for you, but it'll be worth it for the audience just to hear you do your impersonation of Liverpool legend, currently a commentator with BT, oh, Steve McManaman. Steve McManaman. I like To be honest with you. He is actually one of the... He does talk proper scouts. He does. When you're watching him on... I mean, even Jamie Carragher. I mean, and Jamie Carragher has his fair, fair full-on scouts. But at least, but, but uh, compared yeah, to McManaman... Oh, jeepers. <laughs> I always think when McManaman went to Real Madrid, how did that Must have been very entertaining. He was like, they were like, well, even with the lunchtime, you know, they'd be there, Hamon, you know the, the, and he'd be like, I can't believe it's you know what would have been brilliant is if, if they turned around and said to him, Lucas, we've, um, we've brought in an interpreter. And he turned around and said, no, no, there's no need. They don't need an interpreter. I speak Spanish. No, no, no. It's for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we and no one has a clue. Wait, what you're nobody going speaks scouts. No one knows what you're talking about ever, even on the pitch. Yeah. Give me that ball, Yeah, I got to say. Well, to be fair, to he was a decent baller. And actually, I met him. Uh, yeah. I did a show with him once, and um, with Jason McAteer. Oh wow! The two of them are good mates. Yeah. And they showed up because McAteer is full scouts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, and the two of them are gas crack. Like they're yeah. they're gas. Like they're very funny. Lads, yeah. you know I have I mean? a feeling though that Steve McManaman would be laughing at as much as with Jason McAteer. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> do you know what? A lot of McManaman's things of the day was tell him the one about you know that, yeah. tell him the one about yeah. the time that you, you that time you walked into the shop, maybe the time your snack box fell out of your hand and landed in your trousers. Uh, I gotta say, uh, Steve McManaman is around my age. 44, maybe? A bit older than you. Oh. 49. Oh, God, right. 49. Right, okay. Uh, let's squeeze these last couple in uh, very quickly. Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child. Oh, Jesus, I don't know which one she is. You know the one who sings that uh, dilemma and all that one? Now, if you had awaited, I would have I given it to you because it's a significant birthday. Oh, for God's sake. 40. To- 40. Oh, I blew it. Go on, you can have it. You can have it. Yeah. And then this is an interesting one for you. Mary Quant. What's that? You know the way you're a dedicated follower of fashion? You're a bit of a fashion icon yourself. Well, she's the English fashion designer who's credited with two of your favourite things. Oh. Mini skirts and hot pants. Oh, I love a pair of hot pants. Yeah. She's credited yeah. with inventing the mini skirts and the hot pants, oh, Mary Quant. Fair play so, to her. in my opinion... I, we should have a national day we should in, have a Mary, in Mary Quant's honour. Definitely, where we all come in in hot pants. <laughs> oh, I'm into that. There we go, lads. First weekend after Patrick's Day, hot pants all over the gov. Yeah, happy uh, Mary Quant's Day. Uh, I gotta say, well, she must be getting on because that was the sixties when mm. the miniskirt arrived. So I'll say she's like eighty-four. Not too bad. Ninety-one. Oh, fat. Ninety-one. Right. Ninety-one. Fat to it anyway. 
Oh, I didn't Not in your hot pants, though. No, gee, imagine the accents. You could literally blow them off you. And now you're up to date on the home of the Nile Boylan Show. Weekdays from 12. This is Ireland's Classic Hits. Good stuff. Thank you kindly, Tara. Uh, 6.33. So how are you this morning? Friday's Eve. Friday's Eve. Yeah. Happy times. Could have done with a little bit more sleep. Sleep? But, yeah, I thought you were night. going to say, I was convinced you were going to say, could have done with a little bit more sleep. Well, I could have done with that. Could have done as well. well. You know yeah. that's true, yeah. Because yeah. Bose Richie's been on. He's wondering. He wants me to ask you, where is this beast from the east? You promised him. Well, no. And Northside Tony as well I, is a bit disgruntled. I, I'll be having words with the various meteorologi- <laughs> meteorological people who indicated that we were having a beast from the east. It's what's the story? They have lied. they have they rolled back on it yet? They've ro- well, they haven't. They haven't. It just it looks as though it's going to be slightly further south. They had suggested that um, this would knock the east of the country. Yeah. So it will be coming, the wind and the snow will be coming straight in on the, on the eastern seaboard. But no, it's going to Cork first. Cork it first. It has decided. So it's not. Cork it hasn't gone capital. away. It's just gone. It to hasn't the real gone away. Capital. It's gone to the real <laughs> capital. So it's going to start in Cork and then move its way up across the country in a northeasterly direction. Dublin. We may get a bit of snow, but it'll probably be more sleety, and it'll if, even if we do oh. get it, it'll be followed by rain. Oh my rain. God! This could be the greatest oh. Friday's now, Eve ever. Hold on, Wicklow, Wicklow. Wicklow, you might be in a little bit of uh, of. Trouble. Yeah, but if that ha- once that happens when I'm home, will it happen like tomorrow? Uh, no, it's tonight into tomorrow. I oh think this, today. Anyway, at least I have the tennis to keep me amused. Well, I was just going to say, he's no our favourite Greek tennis player, PJ. Oh, yeah, he has got a, he's got a very important match. Tara was telling me there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Titipus the Greek is currently three sets uh, to one up against Kokonakis, the Australian. Of course he is. Uh, and they're, one, they're tied That's at a, one game all That actually the sounded side. like Tara made your man sound like an emperor. He did, yeah. Titipus the, the Greek. Greek. Yeah, will be fighting. <laughs> You know, yes. the Emperor Cock... What's yeah. his name? Cockinacus. Cordy Cockass. Cockinacus is not looking too hot right now, but, you know, He's we'll getting see. the Cockinacus knocked out of him is what it's he's doing. Imagine the Cockinacus and... and Titipus the Greek. And they're having a... Rare, where's the... Uh, com- where's the In Australia. In Australia, of course it is. Everything Australia is mad. I suppose if you're going to have Titipus and uh, Cockinacus, you're going to have to have it down under, really. <laughs> 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 Wilson Phillips, hold on, here are Classic Hits, Waking Up Happy with PJ and Jim, Thursday, 11th of February, Friday's Eve, around these parts. Thanks for letting us hang out with you on your Thursday, 087-188-0008 if you need to give us a shout. Uh, lots of people have, actually a lot of reaction to, you know, that thing we were talking about earlier, right at the start of the show, when you complained about how... Um, the uh, going getting from your hot shower to your cold trousers the struggle of it is causing you problems and then we ended up talking about those drying machines yeah not all that anyway a couple of things on us Um, uh, Paddy in Newbridge is just rubbing it in he says it's minus two in Newbridge at the moment so I think that's his way of telling you you've nothing nothing to be moaning about. Says him, yeah, right. He probably uses the heat in his house like some sort of well, spe- lord. Speaking of heating, check this out from Paul and Mallow. I think this is designed to just make you green with envy. Oh, really? Yeah. He says, "Hey, PJ, it's not too bad in a house that has air to water heating system with underfloor heating too." Oh, you flipping show off! <laughs> I'd love that. Oh, I love that. Does that mean air to water heats? Does that mean like it matches them up or something? That like, you know, it makes sure the air is as hot as your water? Is that what it is? I've no idea. Air to water heating. Yeah. To, yeah. Sounds impressive. Uh, what about this from Biffo as a suggestion? Uh, just don't bother washing yourself, PJ. It's overrated anyway. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And to be honest with you, I, well, that would have been the case for this week. Only 
I just think the complaints of the smells might be uh, yeah. harder to Although, deal with than the I cold. I suppose for as long as you're in an, a different studio, it's not so bad. At least we can put you in your own little room. Well, you know Tara. And fumigate afterwards. Tara would humiliate me. She, you know the way Tara, she takes none of this lying down. I'd be in here just thinking I'd be minding my business. She'd run in. The smell coming through the air conditioning. Which one of you has B.O. that would knock out a miniature donkey? And I'd be like, oh God, that's me. I have to be like... So I better, you know... Yeah, that could be an issue. I have to just, you know... Hey, come here, and here is the solution. Look at this. Colm Lawler in Limerick was on to say, lads, I worked in a bathroom centre 20 years ago. That's how long these things have been floating around. And we used to sell full body dryers. Shut up. They were amazing. I can't believe these are a thing. I'm telling you, I can't, rem- I can't believe you can't remember when yourself, myself and Mike went to Tato Park. Yeah. And you get off, you know, the, the big water ride that they were unveiling, the whole reason we were there. Yeah. And you walk into this, like, obviously fully clothed. I mean, although, to be honest with you, there was a few concerns about you. But you walk into this this thing. It's like a little shed-looking thing, but right. it has all these dryers placed around it. Can't believe I don't remember this. Song. And you stand there and it dries you off. It blows hot air on you. It's amazing. Yeah. You see, it's not so bad for me because I have the hot air coming out of you to keep me dry on a regular basis. But, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's brutal, isn't it? I tell you, I wish I could. Again, I hate when you're right about things. I hate when you're right about what things. What about Dan in Cork? Um, says, Jim, tell the man from Atlantis there there's a new invention called a heater. Oh, God. Stop Turn it on. Do you know how expensive they are to use? Like, honest to God. Yeah. Why are we look why are we looking for ways of getting you an all a full body dryer if 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 you're not even going to turn it on because it uses electricity or something? Ah, uh, come on. Is this another thing that lo- uses electricity? Or sorry, loses electricity. That's what I'm going to say. It loses it. You know what I mean? There's yeah. people out there they just turn on the heating because they're in a, they've nothing to do. It's like eating crackers or chocolate. Oh, I've nothing to do so when they just bored. turn on the heating. Yeah, they just yeah. get up and turn on the heating. I have well, never understood that. I wonder what the heating's doing now. Yeah. Let's go out and Get under your blanket. Put on a jacket and gloves. You're in the house. It's your own well house. Then, you can dress well up whatever way you want. Take your own advice. Get out of the shower, put on a blanket, a jacket and gloves, and then get into your trousers. <laughs> it's very hard. I'd have to, you know, because you know I'm an awful man for tucking in. I love the comfort and security of yeah, tucking in. Yeah, sure. Every- you still pin your vest to your underwear, don't you? I do. Just keep it all tight. I do. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. Uh, you want to see every single picture of me when I'm a young fella has me jumper and all tucked into me jeans. Right, just yeah. to, it's like you're only short of mastic and the seals oh. to make sure there's no there's no drafts. I'll never forget, even in my communion and my confirmation and all, I was tucking me short into me underpants. So you can make sure, because it's so snug and warm. You know yeah. that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want any accidents. That's why that's people the, wear that's, that's years of being bullied as well. Lads running up and pulling your trousers down. Ha! You see, I had me short tucked into me underpants. Yeah, it's looking Nothing bit, moved. Who looks like an idiot now? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, uh, bigger fool you. You pulled down my trousers and you, all you realised was everything's tucked in. Yeah, very little else moved. I actually have I wasn't those, exposed at all. My shirt actually connects underneath me legs. To stop any Especially with these moments. reinforced Thomas the Tank Engine underpants. Oh, I found a picture of myself. I have it in my phone, actually. I found a picture of myself. Uh, I had to, I'm had i getting family photos for this other thing I'm doing, right? Yeah. And I found a picture of myself wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt and George Best is on my wife front. Brilliant. Yeah. 
And it's like, only in 1970s Ireland would you dress up a young fella with the mo- world's most famous alcoholic on his... <laughs> on, on his little regions. Yeah, 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 I was there to say. Oh, that, uh, guess where that's going. I, I remember that. Straight up on Tinternet. Oh, yeah, I can put that. I can send, yeah, I'll send it to Mike now. Yeah. I mean, I have a picture of me in my first ever Manchester United jersey before anyone cared about copyright, and it's made by O'Neill's. No way. Yeah, I mean, Manchester United on the That's Street. when you could just, you basically just copied everything. Just as that's annoying. Yeah, yeah Manchester United. So yeah. my first ever one was, I, I think, I, I mean, it was just, it was a plain red, like, just a plain red long sleeved anything. Yeah, with Manchester United badge. And, and somebody just sewed the badge on. Could have been anything. Totally generic. There was nothing on it whatsoever. You'd wonder why they cut it off the original. <laughs> I suppose just, maybe it was yeah, a hole in yeah, it. Yeah, that'll do. You remember that lads coming into school and all? And I got a Man United jersey, and their man just brought Manchester United in Tipex on their back. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the grand. So no one will even notice the difference. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I think they will. Right on the way for you today on your breakfast menu as usual. Of course, the old staples are always there. We've got the hit bit on the way in about an hour's time. It's nice money though. Huge interest in it at the moment. Uh, Magic Mike standing by, waiting for the onslaught of people pleading with him to have a go. On the hit bit for uh, what is today, €1,030. Euro. As I say, 87 Let him know at any stage you want to play. And uh, we're up to, well, actually, no, we're still at 12. Still at the Dirty Dozen on the breakfast table quiz for that year's supply of faith in nature. Totally natural, uh, free from all sorts of artificial colourings and all sorts of shenanigans, all of that. So it's all the power of nature. Power of nature. Faith in nature, shampoos, conditioners, a whole, whole range of stuff. And it's an entire year's supply. That we have up for grabs now. So apart from the staples then, PJ, what's yes. going on for you? Oh, there's loads. Oh my God, we've so much to choose from. We've a man that wants to turn himself into a bear. Who Another fellow who made a skeleton out of his uncle. Or made a <laughs> skeleton out of his uncle. That's a, that implies a murder. He made a yeah. guitar out of his uncle. Well, that also implies a murder. It doesn't. Say, it actually sounds worse when I put it that way, doesn't it? A bit about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and uh, you've got three minutes to meet, uh, to make a first impression and that's it gone forever. Excellent. So a bit about that as well, yeah. All right. There you go. I've still been working on the first impression with Jim. Six and a half years <laughs> and he hasn't turned around. I have no idea what he thinks. Diana Ross, Upside Down, here at Classic Hits. Waking up happy with PJ and Jim on this Thursday, Friday's Eve. Thursday, 11th of February. Thanks for letting us hang out with you on your Thursday. 087-188-0008. The all-important number. I'm sure you don't need reminding. Huge money on the hit bit at the moment. We've top the grand there's no going back 1,030 euro it is today Magic Mike is standing by if you want to let him know that you fancy having a go you're convinced you have it uh, Classic Hit Study a good place to start with all the previous guesses and then let Mike know you want to play 087 and today is believe it or not World Inventors Day a day to celebrate those people that have given us well everything we have yeah and whatever about those people around the world there's a large part of us that says, yes, so what, who cares? What did the Irish give the world? What inventions on this World Inventors Day did the Irish come up with to make uh, everybody else's life? Maybe not only a little bit easier, but put a smile on our faces. Right. You know I mean? and, uh, I'd say we did. Uh, do we do okay in the in the scheme of things as inventors in terms of contributions to the world? We did really, really well. Like, there's a lot here that we probably won't get to, you know. Yeah. Things that I don't even really know what they are. Induction coils and all. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> the guy the torpedo on the submarine. Yeah, grand, whatever. Let's get to the wow. important stuff. Did we do that? Yeah, That's we did, impressive. yeah. I right. used to think that the submarine was there first before the boat, and then someone said invented the boat, and he went, oh, Jesus, it actually could have got something to float with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, we gave the world a hypodermic syringe, 
And you know what? Oh, I mean? my God. I mean, talk about something topical at the moment. I know. I know. It's not we like invented the syringe. An Irish, an Irish fella called Francis Rind, a Dublin doctor. Of course, you know people are going now around the country. Funny, uh, of course, a Dublin man came up with a syringe, showered <laughs> with drug junkies. <laughs> you know the, so you wouldn't be getting your jabs if it wasn't for the Irish? So you wouldn't be getting your jabs if it wasn't for the Irish, yeah. For the dubs in particular, actually, in this one. Uh, but what's, what, what takes my focus, what I really want to focus on is Ireland. Uh, Ireland doesn't get... Uh, I, the way I said that, like an American yeah, yeah. in a movie. Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought you were about to burst into a, 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 a rendition of... Um, Ireland's call there. Yeah. Ireland. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. Well, it's the food. It's the food. Ireland doesn't get nearly enough credit for the food in the world, right? You know, mm. you can always get Spanish people and Italian people and all to come over. It's a potato. I eat a dinner the yeah. six sides of potatoes. I mean, yeah, that's well. like, yeah, the, the constant slag it is, whatever it is, cabbage and corned beef and cabbage. Is, is you our, don't even eat that, though, do you? Is is that, com- is that's like when Americans think we eat. Contribution or whatever. Yeah. And you're saying there's more to it? Much more. Hot chocolate. A man, and it was an Irish fella went and invented hot chocolate. Mike was just telling me all about him. Went over to South America. Well, was eating the old cocoa beans or cocoa. Which one of them? One of them is cocaine, right? <laughs> it was the other one, the chocolate right. one. Uh, he was munching away on them and decided to mix it with a bit of milk. Probably had a bit of milk he brought with him. It'll be off by then. You yeah. know, probably, probably, Especially back in those days. But still, I get the gist. Probably found an old goat somewhere and gave him a squish. <laughs> uh, got a bit of the chocolate out and made hot chocolate for the first time ever. And then it was after that that Cadbury's got involved in everything. Oh, my so God. That was the first hot chocolate. The first so it wasn't hot chocolate. Because you always assume hot chocolate happened by accident. Yeah. That somebody had chocolate. It melted. And then they went. And went oh, gee, oh, oh, God, oh, God, that's lovely. That's a very good, isn't it? <laughs> and then next thing, four fast forward three hundred years, and your granny's going to bed with a cocoa. Remember that? So cocoa? Ireland taking the hot chocolate. I like it. Yeah, all the hot chocolate, and then of course uh, there's the the crisps. You know, the Ireland came up with flavored crisps. Did we? Oh my God, Jim! Yes, we did. Flavored crisps are the most Irish thing in the world. Cheese and onion crisps were the first flavored crisps in the world, and they were created by a fella called Spud Murphy, Joseph Spud Murphy. And he came you are, he, is this for real? I swear to God. Oh my God. Yeah. No wonder uh, Damien Farley, that's a tribute then. His 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 love of Spuddies came is a tribute to the man who invented the crisp. Spud Murphy. Incredible. 1954 it was. It was, it was like, before that there was only plain crisps. Oh apparently, right. Apparently Spud Murphy got all upset about how only having plain crisps in a sandwich. He was all thick about it. He thought, he kept yeah, now, to be fair now, is that something to crow about? So somebody basically... Somebody, it, the crisp was invented, you're saying. Yeah. And somebody went, God, I wouldn't mind a bit of flavour on that. But I know, yeah, and he put a bit of flavour on it. And then he put a bit of flavour in the bag. And what I love about this is only in Ireland with Sean Lamast, right, the then uh, Taoiseach at the time, right? Hmm. Or maybe he was the president. Who cares? Sean Lamast, right? He was the man in charge of the country at the time, right? Yes. Uh, and he was the one to turn around and say, he gave him a big award in public, to, uh, uh, an Entrepreneurial Spirit Award. He said, not only is this an incredible award for one man, this man sums up the entrepreneurial spirit and drive of Ireland. So that's what he said. So a pack every time you eat a packet of cheese and onion crisps, you are eating yeah. Irish heritage. You are taking part in a cultural phenomenon that sums up our joint personality as a nation. How about that? That. That sounds slightly more impressive than it deserves, but yes, I like it. I don't think it is. I mean, even when you look at the Brits and they experiment with, you know, prawn, thingamy, pheasant and lobster, pheasant and lobster, favorite crisps and all. If that wasn't for Spud Murphy in the fifties, they'd never had. They'd never thought about it. Yeah, we'd still be eating ready salted. 
Yeah, which makes me wonder why we came up then after that with the plainest of all things, the cream cracker. <laughs> Did we invent the cream we cracker? We invented the cream cracker, uh, yeah. After the crisps, we came up with the cream cracker. Oh, no, sorry, 100 years before the crisps. I got the years a little bit wrong. Right, okay, uh, that explains it. we came up with the cream it. cracker as well. That's impressive. Flatbread crackers are an Irish thing. Flatbread crackers that you can put it didn't come on. about as a result of somebody leaving their bread out and it going stale or anything, did it? Might have been. It looks like a bit of a stale black because it came from Waterford, right? And you know the way in Waterford they're like famous for their breads, their yeah. blahs and all of this, that, that you're in the crack. It looks like maybe one of them was kind of left out and flattened. On a window. Sat, someone sat on it. <laughs> I think someone sat in a blah. Someone sat in a blah and then it went dry and they were says, I'm starving. Maybe had a couple of couple of drinks or something like that and came out and says, oh, yeah, and just saw the old flat blah mm, in the window. Crunchy. I went, gee, do you know something? There's a business in that. Uh, apparently because they realised that once you left bread for over 24 fermented it for over 24 hours and left it alone it was grand you got a great old cream cracker of it I mean I think this is amazing it is impressive I'm impressed and Jim the rasher no way the pig rasher the greatest thing of the all time the greatest thing of all the time the greatest You're, food source I've known to man I just love the idea that it was an Irish person that came up with the rasher imagine what it was like it wasn't called a rasher at the start either you can only imagine what it was described as I've come up with this thing called a pig biscuit. It's made from meat. Would you like a pig biscuit with your tea? And then so so what, somebody invented like just the the idea of slicing them, slicing bacon finely or something, did they? Or well, Jim, I don't know. I mean, if you're asking me to uh, sort of uh, imagine what happened, I think an Irish fella came up with the pig and decided because he had this vision. For yeah. what its bottom would taste like, yeah. uh, and that's what I think happened. But part maybe th- maybe somebody was there when the pig was involved in a an accident or something had a nasty scrape yeah it picked up the pieces and went oh look at that god if you fried that and put it between two of those things that are after coming out of Waterford it'd be great it'd be amazing <laughs> and pig saw pig saw it's like a pig puzzle you put it together and you make yourself a little meal out of it and if you can figure it out yeah. you've solved you've saw the so pig so we saw. invented the rasher god right, yeah. that makes me proud Henry Denny was the first fella ever oh my god it. Denny yeah Henry Denny yeah he's from Derry and he, uh, pat- he patented he patented um, biscuit b- biscuit curing because I've got the pig biscuit now in my head I can't think of anything else but a pig biscuit that's me for the day gone yeah. now pig biscuits he patented the bacon curing techniques uh, completely reinvented the process of how to cure bacon uh, and before that bacon was cured by soaking it in large chunks of meat and brine so kind of you got your bacon looked like a tuna it's like a can of tuna so how dare Peter Schmeichel and all the Danes claim their bacon Superiority, yeah, right. It's ours. We invented it. It's ours. It's Irish. It's an Irish pig biscuit, and you're supposed to cut them up and put it in a packet of crisps, and then eat them with cream crackers. And if you don't, you're a philistine. Probably some sort of strange British phenomenon where you don't do that. Wow, there you go. that's only that, Americans. significant com- uh, contributions to the world. I swear to God, if they ever have American visitors again, that's what they're getting: yeah. so, cheese and onion crisps with a sliced rasher thrown in. And a side of cream crackers. They're going, you're literally celebrating Irish culture with every mouthful of that deliciousness you take. Roll with it. Oasis here at Classic Hits. Thanks for waking up happy with PJ and Jim 087 Hit bit on the way in about a half an hour's time. Magic Mike standing by on that number if you want to convince him that it should be you who plays today for our 1,030 euro. Uh, just on the uh, subject of the inventions, PJ. Yeah. A response from WhatsApp. Derek and Swords has been on saying, don't forget about the old pseudo cream. Oh, is that Irish? Apparently a cabra pharmacist invented that. I always have this argument now. I say pseudocream just like you. Uh, you know the Well, no, you... Derek says pseudocream. I have to confess, I, I say pseudocream. Oh, do you? Yeah. And is that what it is? No, I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. I don't They're know one of the, That's one of those things people would get into an argument and then realise. 
This is the most ridiculous argument there's ever been. Yeah, Isle of Ule was another one. Is it Isle of Ule or Isle of Ule? You see, I would have been. I'd have said Isle of Ule. I would have but said it became, Ule. It became Isle of Ole. Ole! It, they changed it in the end. So there's a third one to fight about yeah, there now. Exactly, oh, yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> Somebody else is saying an Irishman d- uh, designed and built the White House. That's Paddy actually telling us that. Um, uh, somebody else saying, lads, do you remember when uh, crisps came with a salt sachet? I do remember that, yeah. I vaguely remember that, although I kind of associated with England the same more. here was the Walker's crisps, and they came with, so you could put on the right amount of salt that you wanted for your crisps, and there was a little sachet in it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wasn't into that. You have to shake the bag and all. You know what I mean? I like I like the masters of uh, like yeah. King and Tatum to do that for you me. You know, I mean, I didn't I didn't sign up for IKEA crisps. Yeah, where you have to do it yourself, build your own crisps. For God's sake, can I can I not come with salt already on them? No, exactly. You wouldn't expect to put salt on your own dinner in a restaurant. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Dear, oh dear. Anyway, uh, if you want to, if you want to offer, by the way, if anybody's working on an invention, you kind of feel that maybe like the pandemic would have been something that maybe brought that out in people. I know, yeah. You know, that somebody would have been sitting there and, you know, all that time on their hands and staring off into space and they'd have one of those wonderful ideas that would float through their head and suddenly they'd invent like a... Like, you know, there's a mate of mine, right, is convinced. And we had to, we had to tell him it existed. We had to find it on the internet oh, and show joking. it to him, right? That, you know, people have this thing about changing their duvet. Yeah. And changing the bed clothes. Nightmare, changing the duvet. It's the because, worst job. Isn't it? It's the worst house job. Yeah. And it feels like it needs to be a two-person job. Big time, yeah. Right. And he, he was convinced that somebody should invent a zipped one. You get it, you know, a zip around three sides, so they open it up, and it's almost like making a sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put the thing into it, close it over, and zip it up. Right? Yeah. And he thought this was brilliant. This would revolutionise the world. We had to show him that it existed. Yeah. Somebody had done it in the past, and it obviously didn't take off. Yeah, because it's actually harder to use, because you have to get the duvet completely flat. You can't just shake it into place. So there you go, you see. It's brilliant. So it's if like, anybody out there... It's has like you, Mike, remember when his, his, shot, his slippers with the torches on them, yeah. he thought he was going to invent it. Headlight slippers were... Headlight yeah. slippers. And Although then, I can see that, you see, I can see those, to be honest with you, they're the kind of things that some lad will buy off Amazon when yeah. he's come home, you know, maybe not come home nowadays, but been at home with too much time in his hands and maybe a couple of fizzies on hand. Should, yeah. well, that's great. You get headlights on your slippers. Yeah, some people buy that. I talked about Jason's dad and he bought the, the baseball cap thing with the fan on it for his face that I saw, had a little miniature solar panel on the back. And he was sitting in Spain and everyone was looking at this man going, jeez, look at the state of him. And he was like, see them all looking at me. Do you know where I got it? Ireland's classic hits. Pharrell and Happy here are classic hits. Hit bit on the way. 087 your chance to play for €1,030. Final call if you want to get involved. And while you're doing that... Uh, well, actually, uh, PJ did say earlier on, uh, this could have gone into a life hacks. This could have been a PJ's life hacks moment in, here. In a sense, yeah. Yeah, because this could have been, because in all sorts of things, not just your romantic life, but <laughs> in, uh, in all sorts of things, in jobs and business and all sorts of things. Everything. You, you know, first impression so important, PJ. You only get one chance to make a first impression. Is that, that's what the saying that's says. That's what the saying says. That's what the saying says. So how do you do it? How long does that take? What way do you present yourself? Canadian researchers have been hard at it, right? Trying to come up with what it is that makes you make the first impression. Get it's it's actually no help. But what we do know 
is that you get three minutes, right? The first three minutes of interaction you have with any one person. Oh, well, that's a bit longer. They used to say, like, somebody formed an opinion about you in, I don't know, 30 seconds or something. Apparently, that's true, right? But what happens is you have a three-minute window to turn that tide. So, you know the way when people say, I met, I, to be honest with you, when I saw him first, I thought, this fella now, and he looks, he was over in the corner and he was licking himself. Well, I don't know what to be thinking <laughs> of this fella at all. But when I got talking to him, he actually came across as a very nice lad. Yeah. That's your three, that's your window that's your three minute window right right there, okay right? three minutes to, so, to really to kind turn of to that around. cement it you got three minutes for people to go yes and they might say to someone else what's he like well honestly when I met him first he was licking himself he was doing weird I don't know he was a bit odd but by the time I left him he seemed like a very affable young man that's what they might say about Jim because he was licking himself the corner when I met him <laughs> uh, so you might say these things you might I don't know. But what the, the problem right. is... So what do you do then? What what do you do in your three minutes to make it work for you so that everybody walks away thinking, you know something, what a guy. Well, this is the thing, Jim. This is where this whole thing falls down because to make a good impression, and they've done this research, they put 372 volunteers in front of each other in a speed dating type scenario. Yeah. After three minutes, generally the impression that the person made uh, had of the person they spoke to when they wrote it down, was quite accurate to who the person was, right? Okay. How do you make the first good first impression? You arrive with a great sense of well-being. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> right, so we're going straight in, so, we're gone airy-fairy. So straight in, you're gone airy-fairy. So unfortunately, you really can't control what someone's first impression of you is. If you are already a person that has a good sense of well-being and you could present yourself with that, then people see that you are a happy person, therefore they get happiness from you. Right. And that's where they go. But if you're someone that's trying to bluff it, it's very people tend okay. to see through it. So unfortunately, I've no practical advice. But and what they found in this study is they don't know which comes first. If the first impression of someone thinking that somebody is very well self-assured, right. or whether someone's being very well and self-assured forms the, the first, first impression. We don't really know. They don't really oh know. God. So it's quite, it's a bit of a It's the weirdest research you've ever come up with, this is. Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, literally, when you start something saying, like, right, this is how you make a good first impression. Now, this will be of no help to you. When you start off with that sort of, you know, Granted. that sort of introduction, Granted. it is unusual. Granted, I didn't present myself very well, right? I'm like, good. if this was the first, like, you've been talking now for about three minutes, the duration Have of I? Robin Beck's first time. Right. And nobody has any clue, nobody's any the wiser. What to do with you? Like, I don't know what sort of a first impression that was. Well, like, uh, you put me on the spot now, you know. This is the thing. Look, I'll give you another three minutes if you must. Well, like, I'll give you two. This is very, you've really put, I mean, imagine this was, I'll tell you, if this is my first impression of you, I'd say he's very demanding. He didn't give me time to talk. He didn't try to understand. He put me on the spot. He pulled me up on everything I said. I said, very argumentative, I'd say. Very argumentative. I don't recommend that now. You know what I mean? I, right. like you bluff it, don't you? You bluff it. Yeah. So if you meet somebody, you give them a big handshake. You, you, no matter what you want to say, you keep it to yourself. You ask them loads of questions about themselves. They give you more of them. Yeah. They then speak to you. They feel self-assured themselves. That's the thing, isn't it? And it's then, like, if you make somebody else feel the more, the more important, yeah, you keep they asking, suddenly yeah. like you. Yeah, if you keep you know asking I mean? questions. Which is what drives you mad when I'm asking people questions and making them feel like, you know, that we're interested in them. And oh. you're like, will you shut up? I just want to go home. To be honest, if anyone asks me, what's the one thing you hate about Jim McCabe I'd say here's what I hate about Jim McCabe he makes a great first impression he's genuinely interested in everyone he meets and it's infuriating we never get out of the room 
Ireland's classic hits. And now, the Hit Bit with Supermax. Whether you're into taco, curry, cheese, or garlic fries, we have something for everyone. Order online, available at supermax.ie. Hit Bit. It's a bit of a really famous hit. It's a bit, just a bit, from a classic hit. But what hit is it? Hit Bird! The Hit Bit is worth 1,000 quid and 30 euro. Just stuck onto the top of it like a cherry on a cake there, really. That is. That's a perfect description of it. It is the cherry on top. It is, isn't it? Listen, yeah. there's a grant and your, what the heck. There's another 30 quid. There's 30 quid. Get yourself a takeout to celebrate winning <laughs> the 1,000 euro. So there you go. It's, here's what it sounds like. One last, isn't There you go. Oh, it's, it literally <laughs> talked over. All no, that was me messing. Here it oh, is. There you go. And uh, Eddie Downey's going to play for us. How are you, Eddie? How are you, PJ? How's the farm? Not too bad, Eddie. What's the crack with you? What are you up to today? Ah, uh, just uh, finished walking the dog. Oh, very good. One, tell, tell me now. I love talking about dogs. What's his name and what sort of an animal is he? Her name is Ellie and she's a little staff. I'm so sorry I did that. I hate when people do that to my dogs. They confuse what? my dogs as fellas and I just do the exact same thing. I'm always doing that. Her name, I always do that. So say hello to Ellie for us. A wheel, of course. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> I was hoping you'd do it on the air there, to be honest with you. I will not, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could, he could be in public at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's a man over there talking to his dog. Yeah, man over there. Yeah, again. Again, yeah. yeah. There, yeah, yeah. There, that's that dog that's on the radio now. <laughs> um, so, Eddie, we'd love to give you some money this morning. Give us a go. What do you think this is? Oh, I think it's Peter Gabriel, big time. Great one. Big great time. Song. Wow. Yeah. That's a, What's one of the sort of... That was a great tune from Peter Gabriel, it was, but it's not yeah. one of the ones you instantly think of with him. I always think of Sledgehammer first. Of course, everybody goes for that first, yeah. Big time, Michael. Ah, here, Michael. Oh, Mike, for God's sake. Yeah. Speak up, will you, Michael? Speak Hello. up, for God's sake. Get, someone get Ellie the did dog I, to did, fill this space. Did nobody, did nobody pay... Did nobody pay... Mike didn't pay his electricity bill. Sorry about that. Can you hear me, Ireland? Yes. yes. Hey, there you okay. go. Anyway, we're going to have to take a sledgehammer to that, unfortunately. Oh. But hey, Eddie, don't give up. You know, you could get it the next time. Oh, subtle. No worries, Eddie. Cheers, Eddie. Take care of yourself, man. I forgot, to, I forgot to give Eddie his official... There you uh, go. But he was gone. I'm sorry. I ruined his pun. He looked at me, gave me a dirty look when I said sledgehammer, and I realised <laughs> I'd ruined his pun. Have we, after five years, lads, don't mention any songs when you're discussing something with them. I apologise. Right. Okay. Yeah, that was my fault. Yeah. Right. We'll see That's Mike's polite way of saying, would you pair never shut up? Just shut up for a minute. Just shut up tomorrow. <laughs> Neve Bourne, how are you getting on, Neve? I'm grand. What's the, story? What's the story with you today? What are you doing? I'm just after pulling into the car park on the beach road to so I could do this competition. Oh right, okay. And what yeah. what has you out and about? Are you going for your your constitutional I was walk? I'm dropping me daughter to uh, walk. Ah so, right, okay, yeah. very good. Oh, I right. thought you took a trip to the beach just to play the quiz this morning. Just have a go. <laughs> yeah, because this because no. this would be a perfect day to go to the beach, wouldn't it? It'd be perfect. Yeah, you can see the amount of people down here. Oh my god! Absolutely, people just <laughs> people people just staring out to sea forlornly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right, so Neve, we've got a uh, one thousand and thirty quid. Have a go at this. Okay, I think it's super massive black hole by Muse. Muse, okay. Oh my I'm god, sa- <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I tell you something. This we're, you're on safe territory here, my Mike, because Pete and myself looked at each other and went, "Oh, I don't know we what ha- she's talking." We about. haven't got a Riddler now. I was thinking, <laughs> not a Riddler. Over to you, Michael. Okay, <laughs> that guess is very amusing, um, but it's. <laughs> 
Come on. Come on. Oh, come, come on. on. Jim has left the studio. Jim has left the studio. He's upset. Anyway, I'm so sorry it is wrong. Oh, okay, my God. So I'm sorry about that, Neil. And I'm not coming back. He's gone. He's not coming back. He's upset. He's so upset. Oh, my God. I can't believe after all this time I made someone actually leave the room. How does that feel, PJ, when you're doing gigs? Oh, <laughs> Oh, that oh. was a harsh blow. Oh, take care, Neve. That was, oh my God. I tell you something, that was cruel, but absolutely hilarious. Oh. Lionel Richie, to start us off this hour, thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Uh, Thursday, 11th of February, of course, Friday's Eve, as we like to think about it about these parts. Thanks for hanging out with us. 087 away. We've got the breakfast table quiz on the way this hour. Of course, still that score of 12 to beat. You win yourself a year's supply of faith in nature. It's a totally environmentally friendly and free from additives range of all sorts of things. Body washes and shampoos, conditioners, soaps, you name it, all that sort of stuff. And you can get an entire year's supply if you win the breakfast table quiz this week. We'll tell you more about that. That's on the way. But... We're returning to an old favourite, of course. I mean, the, the, when you think about the role that Jaffa Cakes have played in the life of this show, it's, it's quite incredible. I mean, you've unreal. literally taken on a world record attempt. I've taken on a world record attempt to Jaffa Cakes, yeah. We've uh, often celebrated the Jaffa Cake of every and any brand of Jaffa yeah, Cake, to be that's honest. that's very true. I mean, we've, inco- we've sort of embraced... All brands of Jaffa Cake. All brands of Jaffa Cake. We even ventured away from the traditional orangey bit. We had, um, we had, was it raspberry or something? We did the Polish version. Yeah. We had the Polish Jaffa Cake sent to us, which were absolutely delicious. We had all sorts of stuff. There's pineapple now, wasn't there? And we had the Halloween lime Jaffa Cakes we had. Why are you mad about them? I don't remember that one. Uh, maybe I didn't share them. Oh, brilliant. It that's, wasn't mad about great. them anyway. You didn't miss anything. Great. You didn't miss anything. But anyway. Pineapple ones we had. Yeah, they yeah. were, I did like them now. Yeah, they were all right. Did a bit tang off that. They were all right. But anyway, uh, Jaffa Cakes making a welcome return to the show, although there aren't any of them around. Now, I mean, I don't want to, you know, draw into anything, PJ, but I did see Magic Mike walking around with a store-bought coffee. I will say. Which means he was in the shop. He was in the shop. And, you know... Ne'er a sign of a Jaffa Cakes to be had. And it's not like you didn't know this was coming up. Well, exactly. I mean, he's the blooming producer of the show. Hmm. And there's also, you know, there's people around, like, you know. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We won't, won't go on about it. But uh, why do we need to talk about Jaffa Cakes? Well, it's it, it's important. This could be how you tell whether somebody is a normal human being or not. I'm telling you, how do you eat yours? Well, we all know about the full moon, half moon. You know all that, the, yeah. the ads, the crescent moon, the thing. Uh, but did you know how many ways there are to eat them? Uh, they've got this statistician, right? Uh, called Dr. Jeff Ellis and he was commissioned uh, to determine a definitive answer and he used qualitative and quantitative <laughs> data to reach a conclusion including your biting style your preferred order of eating the layers and even the minutiae detail of dunking and sharing and all of that right Dun- it- oh, I wouldn't be a dunker with a Jaffa cake oh japers no no but this, these just went on to sort of they just elaborated they had to incorporate the unusual people yeah weirdos yeah, as well yeah, so yeah. they have 520 ways to eat a Jaffa cake they say and each way tells you something about yourself and your personality how you devour the humble Jaffa cake Sort of sums up in some way what your personality is. 520 versions. That's what he says. Ways of eating a Jaffa cake. That's what Mr. Jeff Ellis says. Oh my God, they must have really gotten into the... um 
into, Aye, the, into the music room. Look at this. Oh my god, he does I take have it all back. We're, oh Magic my god, Mike Magic has Mike. literally delivered Jaffa Cake. So, and of course, the reason he's done it, naturally, I assume, Michael, is because you, you want know, to see. You're, you're going to actually visualize this, are you? Yeah, absolutely. I want Jim to explain yeah. how he eats his. Right, so, are you watching? I'm watching, and okay. I have the list here. I'm watching. Here. So, chocolate side up, pointing up. He says, weird, this man. What are you talking Why would you do it down? That's mad. Why would you eat it upside down? It's chocolate not it's upside up. down with the chocolate. So anyway. Right. And then straight forward into this. Half moon chocolate side up. Yeah. Right. Let me just have a little look here. Half moon chocolate side chocolate up. Chocolate side up. Yes. Tale of two bites, they say. Do you need me to do this again or anything? If you need me to do another one, I don't mind. No, no, that's quite enough from you. I can do another one for you, PJ, if you want me to. No, we will. If you need me to eat another Jaffa cake, I will do it for you, buddy. Look at that, there's Tara looking in the window. Don't go, don't go. Quick, eat it, quick. (laughs) So what it says about you, Jim, they tend to be confident, self-assured. You're also in the highest number of people who eat Jaffa cakes this particular way. You're a 52 percenter. Oh, I'm uh, a bit ordinary. Rational and traditional. We'll see life in an opportunist, oppor- optimistic, I beg your pardon, and straightforward light. Maybe quite conformist, but probably also quite chilled and happy to right. go with the flow. I better do it again just to check I did it right the first time. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. yeah, pretty much the same. The same thing, yeah. More or less. Uh, now, the thing is... That was a slightly bigger bite, may I say. The thing is, I the way I eat mine, right? I'll mm. show you how I eat mine and you can explain it. Right. But it's right, so I go like this. Okay, for start, it's upside down because you've got the chocolate it's not, side it's the down. It's right way round. You're the one that eats them upside down like a lunatic. You have to get the chocolate on your tongue. Anyway. Okay, so he has so his upside down. So he I, has his the, with the biscuity bit, cakey bit up. Yeah. Okay. So I do this, right? Yeah. Oh my god. So you do, you do a half, but. Get off, Tara! Get oh, off! Tara, oh She's out me jamming cakes! Oh. Michael! Michael! <laughs> She's trying to get me her hands on me jamming She's got me by the Jaffas, Michael! She's trying. Oh, my God. Tara, let go of that. that. Oh Look my, at this. You've been ransacked. i tell you something. Can I just... I want to report Tara Duggan for breaking social distancing <laughs> laws coming that close to get a Jaffa cake off me. Uh, Unbelievable. And the whole thing went into our mouth all at once, didn't it? All right, now, so you did it in a way whereby you don't even do a proper bite. You do a half bite and I, then push the whole thing in. push the whole thing in. So what does that even count as? It doesn't even... It's, I can't find it on the list. Well, that I, makes... I, I tell you, yeah, because it's ridiculous. No, what are you talking about? You, you just... you. He basically... PJ puts it into his mouth, puts the indentations of his teeth into it, doesn't bite through, and then just pushes the whole thing into his mouth. Yeah. That's the way I've always done it. It bends what's, what's the purpose of the half thing? You're folding it so the chocolate comes up on the bottom and the top. Look. Oh, oh! you bend it over on itself. Bend it over on itself. You're Come making on. it sort of a double... It's like a, a Jaffa cake taco. Do you know what's the equivalent of? It's like a calzone pizza. It's like... <laughs> except <laughs> it's with the toppings on the outside. You kind of fold it in half. And there's no... There, there, I don't have a description. I don't have the full 500 and odd descriptions. But I'll tell you about Tara. Mm. Total eclipser. Everything into her mouth all at the one time. Yeah. And Savage. Was, and Savage, then, isn't it? And then she stood in front of my window and opened her mouth and let me see inside of her mouth. It was like, look, it was like, it was like when you go to the zoo for a second there. Yeah. Uh, she is a total eclipser. So spontaneous, loves instant gratification, very likely to be impulsive, and very confident. Oh, my God, that's very so chari- accurate. Charismatic. Yeah. Have you oh ever heard anything summed up so perfect? Wow. And whatever about Mike, I don't know what Mike is. I didn't see Mike eating one. I imagine he's a bit of a nibbler. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Uh, he probably 
Yeah. He'd probably, yeah, uh, he'd be one of those. Um, how, actually, hang on a sec. There he is. Michael, how do you. What? Hang on a sec. He is a nibbler. He's he just, is a he's nibbler. Just, he's mouthing that he's a nibbler because he's got his mouth full of Jaffa Gate. So he's an edge nibbler. He's an edge nibbler. Okay, let's go for that right, then. Edge nibbler. Uh, likes to be. He's a bit aim, amiable, a bit unassuming, disciplined and patient, maybe a little shy, reserved, or introverted, uh, but enjoys the precision of a good nibble. And likes to prolong his enjoyment. There's just something in it. There's something in it. There isn't is there? something in it. Like you're there, you're you're the laid back going with the flow. Yeah. A Karen, like you know, a shorts type person. Tara's the yeah. the escaped gorilla. <laughs> and then you have um, the reassure <laughs> have little nibbler prolonging his enjoyment. Yeah. And then I'm and just then the weirdo. You're the completely unexplainable. I just like a folded chocolate taco. That's what I love about them. Like little miniature folded chocolate tacos. Yeah. Now, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound that unusual. <laughs> Deep Blue Something Breakfast at Tiffany's. Here are Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Thanks for the WhatsApps as well. 87 if you need to give us a shout. Antoinette's been on. Uh, she, like Tara, is an all at once. So that's her style of Jaffa Cake eating. All at once, yeah. Right, so that's definitely on the list. We've covered that. Um, this is weird though Mark has been on says that he eats the chocolate bit first and then the, the sort of biscuity cake bit after that well that's the, that's down there yeah personality traits that's the chocolate lover Likes to, likely is a warm and friendly person knows what he wants in life spirited and ambitious is what it says about those wow. type of people um, also uh, who's this Mary, uh, Mary's been on to say um, that the have you, have you tried the Jaffa Cake bars I have actually right but, and they're lovely They are lovely But Very nice Yeah they're just a bit too soft They don't have the bite Of a Jaffa cake I know what you mean you I mean? agree with you I lo- really like them But it, it's not the same Yeah Not the same Do you remember that we got that uh, Tara gave me that cha- Jaffa cake The giant Jaffa cake yeah. That she made for me here For yeah. my birthday last year Oh my god That, that was, was very the most good. ridiculous thing In the world <laughs> It was brilliant. It was fantastic. Oh my god, it was brilliant. And, uh, and she spilled chocolate all over the kitchen floor, making it and everything it was wonderful. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is, uh, Siobhan has been on. Uh, and do you know how she eats her Jeff cakes? How, how what's her? She doesn't. She'd <laughs> rather have a bourbon cream. Weirdo. Weirdo. I what? love a bourbon cream. So what's cream. that say on your list, eh? Oh, that's not even you don't even make the list. You're so far within the realms of normal humanity you don't even qualify. Breakfast Table Quiz. It's time for the Breakfast Table Quiz. Win the best prize out there is. Try to get the biggest score. Hope the next call gets the more. It's the Breakfast Table Quiz. The Breakfast Table Quiz with Kilmartin Educational Services. In class or online, learn and revise safely and get ahead with Julie's. CKES.ie. Faith in Nature, that's what it's all about this week. Faith in Nature, the brand, the friendliest brand, that is, for the environment and your skin. You can check them out on Instagram at faithinnature underscore IRE or uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash faithinnature. There you'll find out everything you need to know about them, including where you can get them, the likes of McCabe's Pharmacy and Lloyd's Pharmacies nationwide. And, of course, the fact that they're arti- uh, completely free of all artificial colours, uh, totally natural, totally ethical, uh, over 20 natural fragrance- fragrances. They're vegan, cruelty-free. Vegan. A vegan shampoo. Eh? It's mad, isn't it, when you yeah. think about it? I know, yeah. I never think of... I know I, know, I never think of soap as not being vegan, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it just goes to show. I've never anyway. looked at a bubble and thought, yeah, that'd go great with a salad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, everything you need to know uh, at Faith in Nature underscore IRE on Instagram or Facebook.com forward slash Faith in Nature. Uh, so there you go. 13 is the score we need if you want to take the lead in the breakfast table quid. We don't do draws, of course, so you do have to be 12. And Ian O'Reilly is going to have a go. How are you, Ian? All right, man. How are you going? Are you starting to feel clean after that advert that you gave? I'm telling you. I tell you, Ian, doesn't it? Just just talking about it builds up a ladder, doesn't it? (laughs) Are you all right? Uh, Not so bad. Where are you, Ian? Where are you this morning? Oh, in Cork City. And and I, you know it well. Are you you getting any of the the nasty stuff that uh, Tara is talking about in the weather, no? I just came in off from walking the dogs and to... It's lashing, right? But it, and it is freezing, but there's no snow. Right, I mean, okay. It's not even sleepy. It's just so it's just very cold, cold. rain. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. <laughs> Ian's, Ian's the only man in Ireland with two dogs that couldn't wait to get back into the house. Yeah. Three dogs. Oh, three dogs. Oh, my well, God. They say to me, I had this morning, so I had a wet ear while I was walking. Right, listen. They're crazy. Ian, the very best of luck with this, right? It's a, it's a clear objective. you got 60 seconds. Uh, you need at least 13. You have to help me. Oh, come on, look <laughs> at you, for God's we'll sake. We'll do our best. i tell you something. That's one, one, the one thing we've never been accused of is being any use to anybody, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, you never know, Ian. The very best of luck. Here we go. What is the official language spoken in Austria? Austrian. I'll give you that, German. What sex is a stud horse? I mean... In which European country is the port of Rosslair? Ireland. In what country was Mercedes-Benz established? Germany. Which fast-running mammal is sometimes called a hunting leopard? Cheetah. What is the French word for water? Oh. Uh, in the standard manual car, which of the three foot pedals is in the centre? Uh, the brake. Which 1997 British film featured on the soundtrack Hot Stuff and You Can Leave Your Hat On? Uh, the Full Monty. In golf, which part of a club is closer to the shaft? Is it the heel or the toe? Uh, the heel. Which member of Take That wrote Pray, A Back for Good and Never Forget? Ronan Keaton. It's Gary Barlow. What C is the name given to a white ball in the game of snooker? Cuba. In which decade did Frank Sinatra have his first US number one single? 50. The 40s. Ah. The War of the Roses took place in what country? England. Yes! Well done. That was good scoring, Ian, I tell you, sir. I tell you something, because I gave you the Austrian one and I know what's wrong, I could be in bother here because I didn't, <laughs> think, you were go- I didn't think you were going to be so good, Ian, to be honest with you. Right. This is fantastic. I hope this goes well, though. P- <laughs> PJ could end up in, in, up to his neck in this on I this could, one. yeah, because Ian was flying. Right, here we go. So the official score, allowing for PJ's give, oh, is God. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11! Oh, you're joking! Oh. Even oh, you're with joking. the give, even with the give, oh. it was only 11. I have to say, well done, Ian, that was really a really good going. I it mean. actually sounded like you were scoring better than you did in the end, Ian, to be honest with you. It sounded like you had them, had them all That's well right. under control. Is a bit of fun. Absolutely. And just 12 is a good score. It exactly. is very good, yeah, very, And listen, very good. you need to go and dry off, I assume, after, I after I being out I with do. the dogs. I'll have me porridge. Yeah, you'll have to go and clean out the other ear now. Exactly. <laughs> Ian, take care of yourself. Have a great day, man. Thanks for playing. Cheers. Shania Twain, of course, man. I feel like a woman here at Classic Hits. Thanks for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Heading towards uh, nine o'clock, but... This this story now, actually, to be honest with you, I suppose there's there is a precedent, in fairness, for for wanting to sort of keep a memento, yeah. or have some sort of memory of of maybe you know things or people or whatever that you know you may have lost 100%, or whatever. I suppose, yeah. I suppose there's a lot of a lot of that goes around. Like animals, you're a big animal lover. Big animal. A lot lover. of people opt for the old taxidermy they and do. that sort of stuff as well. But I think this. This is possibly taking it to a different level. Well, yeah, and this is the thing because a guy called in. Uh 
In, in Greece, we'll start in Greece, right? In Greece, cremation is frowned upon, right? Right. Uh, no, it's frowned upon, oh, really? Well, if you're a member of the Orthodox Christian Church, right? Yeah. Um, and this guy then, his name is Prince Midnight. And Prince Midnight, his uncle Philip died there a while back, right? Mm. And Prince Midnight, well, he didn't know what to do because it's Prince Philip, or not Prince Philip, Philip, his uncle, Uncle Philip, he died 20 years ago and he donated his body um, to the local university, you know, for research, okay. and for educational purposes and all of that. And uh, Prince Midnight thought, well, I'd like to get my hands on my uncle and I'd like to do something. And he filled out extensive pa- paperwork. So, tw- 20 years later? 20 years later, yeah. He was very close. See, Uncle Philip got Prince Midnight into heavy metal, hence the name. So Prince, right, okay. He filled out all the paperwork and then he ended up, he got Philip's remains, the skeleton, you know, of the mm. uncle back and he says, what will I do? How do I memorialise? The family don't want cremation. Burying seems like it's a bit, kind of feels a bit yeah. overdue, really. And I don't 20 just, years later, yeah, you'd yeah. have to imagine that was, yeah. And I don't want to just stick my uncle in the attic and he thought, I know it. And he's made a guitar from his uncle's skeleton. He's made a guitar so that his uncle Philip, who got him into heavy metal in the first place, can rock on, he says, for all eternity. He will now shred forevermore. And the guitar looks like, well, let's be honest, it looks like it looks like a skeleton with a bit of a neck sticking out of it. I was um, just going to say, did you? for a minute there, I thought maybe what you meant was he, you know, I don't know, like... You know, ground down or something or whatever, you know. No. And, and re, like, but no, he actually used the ribs, the bones and everything of the, the skeleton ribs to make a guitar. Are up the top with the neck sticking out, right? And then along the, the vertebrae there, he has pickups and a few knobs on it for volume and treble and everything. And then the hips sort of sit on your on your lap as you're playing. So he has his uncle. So he's playing he's his playing. uncle's torso. He's, yeah. he's, he's rocking out a couple of his heavy metal... He's got a favourite. He's got a fully functioning torso of an uncle guitar. It's the only time it's ever been done. He got onto a guitar shop in Tampa in Florida and he said, This is what I want to do. And he said, One guy was interested, but the other guy freaked out. He goes, Yeah, I'm not surprised. He said, You, you want to make a wire out of what now? And he goes, Yeah, don't worry, it was my uncle. He'd have loved it this way. This is what he would have dreamed of. He's, a, I don't know if anyone's ever dreamt of being a guitar for a heavy metal band, but you know what I mean? He says, yeah. he, He's something he would have absolutely lo- loved. To be his legacy in a way. That's um, incredible. But they backed out, so he didn't know what to do. And he says, I'll go it alone. So he spoke to Metal Sucks magazine uh, about what to do. And Metal Sucks said they would support him. And then he got a, he got the box of bones from Greece. And he got all the bits and pieces. And he put it together. And I have to say, it looks absolutely hideous. <laughs> but, uh, but it is definitely a and one of a kind. Does it? Does it work? Does it, it does play? Work. Yeah, he plays in a band. It's acoustic, I assume. I have a video here. Oh no, he has pickups on no, it. It's, it's electric. Not. It's an electric guitar. He plays full heavy metal gigs and everything. He's part of a Danish band, a Greek fellow in a Danish band called DAD. I think that, I don't know if that spells what they think it does in Danish. To be honest, uh, and he's in there and he plays live on stage with his uncle skeleton as a guitar, and he absolutely loves it. That's he says he's closer to his uncle Philip than he ever did. The man who got him into heavy metal. So if does he get heckled like? Your uncle's out of tune. <laughs> He's dead out of tune, that lad. Isn't he? He's dead yeah. out of tune, yeah. Yeah, I think your uncle's a bit flat. Oh, gee, he said, look at that guitar, stiff as a post. You know, you've you got very stiff that, riff, yeah. That's a shot. I mean, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know if you should be <sighs> ma- making musical instruments out of past relatives I know or whatever. it's a bit macabre and grim I mean where I, are you going to draw the line this is it I kind of like the idea of it I mean how often do you want to go to a cemetery or anything really I'd love to make you know I mean it sounds very bad but I'd love if that's a lovely lamp PJ that's me Auntie Mary there she was lovely yeah <laughs> she always wanted she loved a lamp around the house so I just used a bit 
of uh, you yeah. know, and a couple of arms there, you know. And then what? Oh, gee, sit down there, yeah. sir. Sit down there, and Uncle and Uncle Joey, the, the chair. He was mad for sitting down his life. I thought it was a great testament to him. You know, he uses uses hip there as a little bit of a sit. He's a bit bony, I know, but he's yeah, sitting down yeah, there. Yeah. And well, you know, yeah. what about an, an Uncle? Well, Jerry? turned Fred into an ashtray. Smoked like a trooper while yeah. he was alive. Loved it. Lo- yeah. Mad for the cigars and everything was Fred. So he's an ashtray. You know what I mean? You'd be able to sort of do... I mean, in a weird... Match them to their personalities. Match them to their personalities, you yeah. know? Like Mr. Philip, he's a guitar. Like, you know, maybe I could be like, I don't know, uh, in one day someone could take me skull, lift a little hole out of the top and store Jaffa cakes in it. Oh my God, yeah. You'd be like a biscuit tin. You know, I'd be like a, a biscuit, biscuit skull. I mean, let's be honest. If I become a biscuit tin 20 years after I'm dead, it's the most useful I'll ever be. <laughs>